freedom of Welcome to the I Am Show, your favorite place for big-time celebrity interviews and a fresh take on music, comedy, tech, sports, Wall Street, and Washington. From the makers of the I Am app, your one-stop portal to everything online, the I Am Show is now on. Our very special guest today is Jay Leno, a legendary stand-up comedian, the host of The Tonight Show for 22 years, and currently in his third season on Jay Leno's Garage, which airs Wednesday night on CNBC. You can download the I Am Jay Leno app and the I Am Jay Leno's Garage app for iPhone and Android right now. I highly suggest you do that. Welcome to the I Am Show, Mr. Leno. Thank you, guys. Jay, thank you so much for joining us. You know Mike and Ross from The Tonight Show for decades, frankly. Can you you guys talk a little bit about your experience with Jay? Well, this is Mike, and I started working with Jay uh, from the very beginning. I actually started out my illustrious career working at People Magazine. Uh, my very first cover story was on Jay Leno, uh, and I was fortunate enough to stay in touch. And when he took over the show from Johnny Carson in 92, I was thrilled to uh, join him as uh, one of the original staffers. And I ended up yeah. there for 22 years, and it was amazing. Yeah, Mike did a great job. We, you know, it was fun. We kept almost the entire crew that we had from the first day, with the exception of a few people who chose to move on or whatever, or got married or whatever. But it was fun working with the same people. I like, I like doing that. Yeah, and Ross started. Uh, what year did you start, Ross? I started in 2001, and it's it's um, what happened was I started in August 2001, and then 9/11 happened. And then I, I was off work for about six weeks because there was no show. I just came to work and did nothing like I usually do anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, to yeah, so day. for me, I, I remember distinctly like when I started just because it was like the same time around 9-11. And um, it was kind of a crazy time to actually start a new job, obviously. Yeah, there were really two tragedies that week. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, do you, I mean, you know, looking back at times like that, it, it's, you end up being a family with your staff that, that are working there on 9-11, even a new guy like Ross at the time, I assume. Well, that's always my thing. You know, my favorite thing, whenever you have a company that's really cheap and they don't give benefits and they don't pay any more than minimum wage, they always call their employees a family. Yeah, family. Because... Like, you don't pay your family, so why should you pay your employees? So I I always try to, uh, uh, that's always like a, a buzzword for, yeah, uh oh, right. this is a cheap company. I had a, boss a, a family. To, I had a boss who used to tell me the cheapest raise you, you can give someone is a new title. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Gee, you okay, asked, do you, with everything that's going on in the news these days, do you miss doing that nightly monologue, or do you, uh, is it enough? For you to get up there in front of live audiences. No, you know something. I, I, I was fortunate. I did it at a time when Clinton was horny and Bush was dumb, and <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't all about being anti-gay, anti-Latino, anti-this, anti. I mean, there's such a negative pale that hovers over politics now. I mean, you know, when I did the show, we tried not to question anybody's patriotism or anybody's motive you just question their judgment you know i mean it was, it was fun to go president bush i don't think he quite understands and then the, the audience starts to smile and then you do the the joke you know 
Whereas now it's just, uh, I'm kind of glad I'm not doing it now because I don't like Trump. I can't stand the guy. And I don't like him as a person. That's nothing to do with being friends of the United States. I just don't like him. I don't know people who behave like that. I don't like men who act like that. And, and consequently, it's hard to, you, you know, it, it's easier to make fun of someone you kind of like them a little bit, you know? You know, Jake, um, I, I mean, of course, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, watching the show over the years, I have no idea if you were Republican or Democrat, who you actually voted for. I, you, you did a good job of poking fun equal uh, anti-partisan almost you know i mean it was that's what we tried i mean that was that was the time he lived and that that's what we tried to do i mean now if you don't take a side you just get vilified from both sides you know right which i remember distinct distinctly from my days on fox you know that being said you've you've stayed very busy you've since you've left you're still doing uh, the stand-up all of the time you still do, right. um, well, and you've, you're in your third season now in Jay Leno's Garage. Um, you know, do, without missing all of that stuff, do you do you follow it? Do you stay up with late-night television and the trends and TV? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I like everybody that's out there. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's a great guy. Colbert, I think, is brilliant. I like Samantha B. I like Trevor. I, I, I try to catch, I mean, I, I don't stay for the guests. Because yeah. I guess I'll say the same thing. I, I, I say for the jokes. I like the monologues. I like the bits. You know, I'm not really interested in hearing about somebody's movie or any of that stuff because that's he just had. Uh, what do we have? Forty six hundred and thirty one of those. You know. Right. But um, the the jokes are what I like, and I think that's why people. You know, there's really only eighteen guests in the whole world that make any difference and that move the rating needle. You know, and the rest is up to you as the host of the show. People come and they, they. It's like like why Ellen is a success. I mean, Ellen is a terrific stand-up comedian, and she always opens her show with something funny. I mean, she has real jokes, and she's a, a real comedic performer. So she's not wasting your time. You know, when I turn on a show, and the first thing a host says, "How's everybody doing? You all in a good mood? You want to have fun tonight? Yeah, yeah." Get to the jokes, will you, pal? Please, you know I—that I, I, drives me crazy. I like people who come prepared and have material. And Colbert and Fallon and Samantha B and Trevor and uh, now you might not like all the jokes, but at least they're real jokes. You know. You know, we actually have asked for Trevor Noah and several other of the names you mentioned there. Sorry, go ahead, Ross. Jay, would you ever want to, if, if Netflix or Apple or, or Amazon came to you and said they wanted to do a show like like, like David Letterman is doing, would you have any interest at all doing something like that ever again? Or you just no, this is why, you know, it's fun to leave what you do and do something completely different. When you do a show like The Tonight Show, you have an incredible staff, you have an incredible band. Plus, the cost of the show has been amortized over the last 30 or 40 years. You know, this is where I think Arsenio Hall is a great performer, really good comedian, very funny guy. But when he took over a new show, he was hampered by the fact that there was no budget. His band could not play any song that was, uh, you know, what, what do you call it, um, you know, license. ASCAP, whatever. Yeah, yeah license. Like couldn't play any song that was licensed. So everything sounded like porn music. <laughs> you know, the show barely had enough writers to get by, barely had enough time. It was done on a budget. So when you saw his last show, 
which looked like, you know, they threw the money at it. It was a popular show. It really changed late night television, the first African American. I mean, it was huge, and the band was hot, and the whole deal, you know. And then you go to the second show, and no, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, I remember when Kevin Eubanks is on the show, the producer said, no, you, you can't play him out with this Tonight Show theme, because they don't want to, they don't want to pay <laughs> the, so the royalty. So, so that's what I mean. So, I mean, if, when, you, when you go to do another show, it just seems like you're doing a weak version of what you did before. But that's not to say I'm sure Letterman will make it work. I'm sure he'll do something different. It'll probably just be one-on-one. -on -one. I don't think he'll have probably a band and a couch and all that stuff. But if if, if David what, asked you to be on their show, would you would you be on his show, Jay? Sure, I have no problem with that. Jay, if with Bill, Apple and Amazon... Netflix have billions, you know, collectively more than $10 billion they're spending on this content, including Letterman and a Neil Patrick Harris show and, you know, so many, so much original programming. Have those guys come to you? And if they did come to you with a $100 million budget or something, would it, would it then at least tempt you? Well, first of all, if anybody came to me with $100 million, I think I would talk to them. I would even talk to you guys if you came with $100 million. We came to you with the well, app well, I mean, idea with a little bit less I mean, than $100 million. Well, first of all, I mean, first of all, I, you know, I'm a stand-up comic. I was a stand-up comic before I did The Tonight Show. I was a stand-up comic on the road while I was doing The Tonight Show. Because I always knew when the TV jobs end, I could go back to being a stand-up comedian again. You know, you just can't go back to TV again. It's different. You know, when you're 42 and you're talking to the 26-year-old supermodel, it's sexy. When you're 67, you're the creepy old guy, you know? And yeah. at some point, I shouldn't have to know all of Jay-Z's music, you know? I mean, it, it's just, it's not what I do. I mean, I you can only live in the time you live in. I loved it when I did it. It was great fun. Uh, to come back and do another show... If it's not bigger, funnier, better, faster than what you did, people go, oh. Well, uh, Jay, I'm watching uh, Jay Leno's Garage this season. It's astonishing that you're able to book excellent guests without uh, me or Ross helping. Um, but well, well, the funny thing is, you know, when you call guests up and you say, listen, I don't care about your cocaine bust. I don't care about how well your movie did. I don't care your marriage is going down the drain. We're just talking about cars and motorcycles. And the stars show up with no publicists, no press people, because they know I'm going to keep my word. They know I'm not going to... Because I, I, I'm not interested in their cocaine bust. I'm interested in, you know, what car they, uh, you know, they, they had when they were a kid or what was the first time they went over 100 miles or whatever auto-related auto topic we're talking about. And that makes it kind of fun. So there's a trust there that works pretty well. Who's your favorite guest this season so far? Uh, who is my favorite guest this season yeah, who, on my show? Yeah, I, I enjoy Tim oh. Allen. That's why I'm asking. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, Tim is great. I, yeah, that's right. Uh, Tim is terrific. Seinfeld was incredible too. Uh, you know, ultimately it's the comics because they're self-starters. They know how to get laughs. That's their job. Right. And it, it the, the, those are the most. A lot of times, a lot of other people are maybe a little insecure or not sure of themselves, whatever. But comics are always the best. I but think certainly Tim and Jerry. He's talking about me when I was on the Tonight Show, I suppose, right? Jay, you know, Jay Leno's Garage is on CNBC and on the CNBC app. It's also available on YouTube and, of course, inside the I Am Jay Leno's Garage app. Now, I actually checked, and it looks like 
Jay's Garage gets millions of more views on YouTube and the I Am Jay Leno's Garage app than it does on broadcast television. Does broadcast, well, broadcast television, television even matter First of all, anymore? Two completely different shows. Jay Garage on YouTube is on every single week, and it's a bit more technical oriented than uh, Jay Leno's Garage on the CNBC. Jay Leno's Garage on the CNBC is more more personality driven. You know, it's more. Um, it's it's not quite as technical, so it's a little a different show. It's more Plus, slick. Yeah, and it's also you get you know you're only on it you're on at ten o'clock on Wednesday, so it's it you know with with YouTube you can just go to it whenever you want. But we put a lot of the episodes of Jalen's Garage on YouTube as well. You know. Well, when which do you prefer, the technical YouTube version or the celebrity driven? I like the technical one just because I'm talking yeah. about cars and motorcycles and I'm talking to real car enthusiasts. You know, when you're on network TV, you just can't talk to car enthusiasts because there aren't enough of them. You know, it's like you can watch inside sports to get the sports. And then when you're on broadcast TV, they show you where the athlete lives and what his home like is life and what his spouse or her spouse is like. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just different, you know. Jay, what's the stupidest thing you've done for that show? Because they always promote the new season with some press release where Jay, you know, flipped a car, nearly broke his neck, doing some crazy stunt. Yeah, with... They love it. They love it when my life is threatened. That seems to be well <laughs> remembered. It's very entertaining to watch, especially when, you know, there's peril involved. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what are you up to this weekend, Jay? Are you doing stand-up? I'm working somewhere. I don't know where I am. I got to check. Check on the app. <laughs> I'll be down at the Comedy Magic Club on Sunday night. I'm down there every Sunday. Usually. You're there every yeah. Sunday, right? And How long have you been doing every, that Sunday gig? And everybody listening, be uh, sure to download the I Am Jay Leno app and the I Am Jay Leno's Garage app. You can find all of his dates and buy tickets for his stand-up comedy inside the I Am Jay Leno app. Jay, it's... Just, I mean, it's such a thrill and honor for you to be on the I Am Show. We can't thank you enough. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time out to join us. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Talk you to soon. you soon. See you soon, thanks, Jay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Mike, Ross, you know, you listen to Jay Leno, and it's so much about cars. The guy is a car fanatic. We have the I Am Jay Leno, the I Am Jay's Garage app in addition to the IMJ Leno General app. Um, you guys have both actually been to the Jay Leno Garage, Jay's Garage. Um, what's the most surprising? What was the oddest? What was the coolest? Talk about some of that stuff. Well, well sure. I mean, you know, Mike actually went for the first time a few months ago, and that's Mike's never been there. He worked for Jay for over 22 years, which makes me laugh. And I've only been there a couple times also, but the, the thing that I found the most surprising and the most interesting was, was the artwork on the, on the wall. I mean, he has like a huge hanger of cars and motorcycles, and, you know, he has one room where every car is worth like over a million dollars. And, but the artwork on the wall is just, it's everything's about cars, and it's like, it's all different, and it's, you know, it's... It's hundreds of, of photographs and paintings and, and well, stuff and I, like that. When it's, I've, it's when so I've watched cool. the show, I've seen that you know, even the 
he'll have a Firestone um, big old display thing that is probably 80 years old, and it's the type of thing that on American Pickers that those guys dream of finding, and that's the, he only has the creme de la creme, obviously. Mike, what about you? What, what When you got there the first time, what, what surprised you? The space. Uh, I parked next to Jay for a long time. I was used to seeing, you know, we saw his collection piecemeal over, you know, a 22-year period because uh, he drives all his cars. That's one thing. They're not like museum pieces. He actually gets behind the wheel and takes them out on the road. Um, and I, so for that reason, I thought, you know, well, why bother going to his garage? I'd seen everything. Finally went out there, and it was unbelievable. Like, there is a museum in Los Angeles called the Peterson Auto Museum, which is a popular tourist spot. It pales in comparison to Jay's garage. It is vast. It is pristine. It is amazing. I mean, I really have very little interest in cars. I could have spent an entire day in there just, like, going from one vehicle to another with my jaw hanging down, my tongue out. It's just like, ah, it's like amazing stuff. All right. Well, on the, on the, I, I was going to ask the question at some point to you guys anyway. I could change topics a little bit. Who was the wildest, wackiest, drunkest, stonedest, most crazy guest in the green rooms backstage before? The, I, we've all seen who the crazy people, because we've seen the clips when they're on air. But who was the wildest, wackiest guest you guys had in the green room? You got 30 seconds each of you to answer that question. When you worked for Jay Leno for 20 years, who was the single wackiest guest and why? Ross. Um, that's a great question. Um, I would have to say probably Tom Green um, was the craziest because he actually got, he really did get drunk on Jägermeister. That was my story. Uh, I know it's your story, <laughs> but we were just talking about it. Or another another good one is Dennis Kucinich, who's a, who's a congressman for uh, Ohio. I have a picture he, of you uh, with him, yes. Oh, you do? So Dennis came to the show with his wife, and um, before the show... Um, you know, we always greet the guests and go over their notes, and he was one of the first people I produced. And he, um, his door's locked. And I knocked on the door, and I said, you know, Dennis, I just need a few minutes of your time. And he said, okay, give me a few minutes. So he opens the door. His hair is like the heat miser. His wife is like all flushed and everything else. And to this day, I really think they were having sex before the show, like, in the green, what in, a great in way! Room. That sounds like something. Uh, something about Mary. What a great way to relieve the pressure and stress and tension before you go out on air. I should have tried that when I was on the Tonight Show. Mike, what about you? Mike, please well, tell the Tom Green story, which was his attempt at emulating the. Who was this? Mike, we didn't hear. I with Dean Martin. Say who Sorry? was it? Start at the beginning. Tom Green. Tom, Tom Green. Green used to be married to Drew Barrymore. Uh, had his own show on MTV. Popular guy decided he wanted to come on the show and recreate some sort of 60s Dean Martin moment. So we brought out, we had a thing at the time called the J-Bar, which was, you know, filled with liqueurs, things that guests could imbibe in uh, before they went out if they were nervous. We brought the cart out onto the stage, and Tom, throughout his interview, continued to do shots of Jägermeister. So by the time he was done, he was drunk, and he stayed out there. That was a mistake. The second guest was Rosario Dawson. She came out and was talking about, I don't know, Men in Black 2 or something. And Tom kept leaning in to her shot and like, hey, and finally was like saying, hey, do a shot, do a shot. And it was like a nightmare. 
And so after the show, I went back to Rosario Dawson's dressing room to apologize for Tom's behavior. And oh, she was, no. you know, she was very sweet about it. But she said, uh, you know, the one thing that he kept saying was he would lean over and whisper, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, well, you know, we're a little sorry, too. And I went up and I opened the door to leave her dressing room. Tom was standing right there. And as if I'm cute, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I just pushed him back into the hallway and closed the door. And that was that. He ended up puking in the limo on the way home. Oh, that's uh, right. but, uh, and, and, and Mike actually has the unedited version of the segment at his house. Um, that's because great. he did edit the show. Um, Any classic moments on VHS. Yeah. Yes, VHS. Mike, the other story I like is Val Kilmer, but you can save that for some other time. Well, there's so many, really. I mean, there was a guest I saw one day. I just, I used to be in the habit of like I would just bang on the door and just open it. I wouldn't wait for a come in. <laughs> I did that once with a major television star, and I witnessed. Uh, well, he was he was servicing his publicist. Wow, that's a good story. That was like, it's one of those things you see visually and then you want to burn it from your brain immediately, but somehow you can't. That's my, too much information for all was of it, guests. Was it Thanks Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> the guest Bill Cosby. Honestly, we have a lot of stories about a lot of people. We do. I, I do like Hopefully we'll do a lot of shows, so we'll share them all. Again. All right, guys. Yeah, will. That is the I Am app. I'm trying to get Ross's hat here on my hand. Where is it? There it is. There he is. Ross, tilt your head down on that. Look down. There we go. The I no yeah the, the I am app. Thank you all for tuning in. I am Cody. Thanks everybody. Rilla. That was Ross Mark, Mike Alexander. Let's get him on there. Cody Willard. Cody Willard. And I'm Cody, Cody Willard. Willard. That was Jay we'll Leno see. joining us. We'll have another legendary I am app uh, celebrity for our next show. Go to the IM app store. Uh, uh, go to the, Download look, Jay's app. It's free, everybody. It's free. Apps. And check out all of our apps in the iPhone store, at the App Store, and in the a Apple and the a Google, Android, blah, blah, blah. You know it. Peace, love, happiness. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> that was an excellent outro. See Chris down. Everybody's getting this, but you don't get yours. Everybody's getting this. So, so obvious, the disguise is see-through The pendulum swings, hypnotize the people A spell on you, that's what you heard Read straight out the book of the magic words The lines are blurred between right and wrong They won't fight hunger, but they'll fight this song Useless music, the blues will stop Two big hooligans laugh at you when you locked in a maze Running a rat race, I chase for the cheddar American dream to get better I choke off cigars, smoke from fat cats Saying follow the rules, pay your dues, and that's that the villain still dressed in black and dropped by with a suit and a tie. Your briefcase full of lies. I can't see the fine print, so I'd rather ignore and sign on the dotted line for things I can't afford. Preempted. 
live, so be free, preemptive and strike with common sense. For instance, freedom of thought, your only chance. You fools can't control the force. Jedi's don't dance, speculate on Armageddon. I'ma pull out my weapons, a big book full of crooks and a history lesson on a rain slick precipice. Overlooking a deficit, the four footy traps is effortless. I'm not paranoid about paranoia off the cuff. Paranoid about not being paranoid enough. I ain't drinking they stuff. Times is rough, time to call they bluff and take back. Government gets bigger than Shaq at the playoffs. Poor guy gets laid off, rich guy gets ripped off. I ain't lying, and you can ask Bernie Madoff. Oh, yeah. Everybody's getting.